0: Day one of Crufts at the NEC in Birmingham, it may be snowing outside but there's a lot of smiling faces and warmth inside, from the studio here Bill Lambert joins me from the Canal Club, looking through the window of the studio Bill, it's filling up nicely isn't it?
1: It is indeed, you mentioned the snow, a little bit worried this morning that uh, we were going to have a problem with the snow but the roads are nice and clear and I, I went over to the station and watched all the people coming off the train and the people off the plane so it, is, it doesn't seem to affect us at all and the roads are nice and clear.
0: It's really lovely first thing this morning to see some of the people coming in with the dogs in the, the crates that are covered over and they're, they're sort of little bits of snow on top and they're, they're drying the dogs off as well and the dogs are excited. It's Isn't it great to be back though here at the NEC?
1: It is and I think we're really back with a bang. We came back last year after a year absent from COVID of course but we came back last year but I think we're really back this year 24,000 dogs this year so it is, you know we're, we're back into those sort of numbers that we're expecting 3,000 people from overseas so um, yeah I think we're, we're back with a bang.
0: It's a year of big numbers. You've already mentioned the number of entries, uh, Bill. 119th Crufts, uh, 150 years of the
1: Kennel Club. It just keeps growing. It's lots of anniversaries. Yeah, of course we took over the Crufts from Charles Craft. Charles, Charles Craft always ex- he wanted Crufts to be a dog extravaganza, a dog, dog spectacular. I think that's what we really have achieved now. Uh, of course, it is a dog show at heart. We had the Best in Show competition on Saturday, which is the ultimate, the, the sort of best dog of the lot. Mm. However, it is. there's so much more here. There's thing for, everything for dog owners and dog lovers, anything you could ever want to buy for your dog. And, of course, there's lots of access to training advice and behavioural advice, all the things that dog owners really want. Mm. And if you bring your credit card, there's lots to spend your money <laughs> on, lots of things to buy for your dogs. Bill, so
0: much to talk about, not least of all how much money you can spend on the trade stands. Um, very much in the news at the moment is the issue of um, untrained dogs and, and things, which we, we've all seen. Obviously concern what's your take on that
1: so yeah, it's a really interesting point you bring up there so During Covid, we had a big explosion in dog ownership. Lots of people wanted dogs and I think it's because simply because people were at home spending more time at home. Of course, we were told get out of your house for exercise for an hour a day. So I think lots of people thought this is a great opportunity to have a dog. Now, it has brought its problems because during lockdown, we didn't have access to training. We didn't have access to socialization. So there's quite a lot of dogs there that didn't get the proper training and socialization that they should have had. Plus, we had lots of new dog owners—people that hadn't had the dog, the, 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 her dog, before at all—and of course, there was such a shortage of dogs. All the all the dog rescues had actually given up all their dogs; they they, they were empty, effectively breeders couldn't breed enough dogs to satisfy the demand, we were seeing all sorts of dogs coming in from overseas so people were perhaps a little bit selective about the breed of dog they were choosing so in a way there's a bit of a perfect storm, we, we have perhaps more untrained dogs than we, we should have, mm. now we're getting out of Covid, there are opportunities for people to undergo training and of course we have our good citizen scheme which is open to everybody in village halls and across the country where people can get the basic training and get their dogs to learn good manners basically mm.
0: There are people who say
1: there are no such things as bad dogs, but bad owners. I think that's largely true. Of course, we have, you know, there's, it's like people. We have good people <laughs> and bad people, but a lot is down to their uh, background. Mm. And with dogs, they, there's this, what we call this 16-week window. Up to the age of 16 weeks, that dogs are very much like a sponge. They absorb everything. And that's the time they really need to get socialised and, and what we call habituated, get used to the regular things they're going to see. Mm. And of course, if they don't have those vital exposure to those, those things at that age that can lead to temperate and behavioural problems later on in life. Now most of those can be cured but it takes a little bit of work and a bit of specialist advice really.
0: Lots of chat also, Bill, and I know you're aware of this, about what's known as the Brachy breeds, the Brachy breeds, the ones with the, the flat noses that, that people might recognise.
1: That sort of divides opinion a bit, doesn't it? Yes, now that's, that's another interesting concept. So we've seen an explosion in these breeds. You know, we French Bulldogs, which were a relatively unpopular breed years ago, where they're now our second most popular breed. So now that's brought with it problems, because these were specialist dogs bred for very specialist owners, and when they suddenly become... I would say commoditized it means that lots of bad breeders have jumped on the bandwagon not even bad breeds people who don't understand the breed they don't uh, take advantage of the, of the health tests that are available now we have made fantastic progress over the years um, a few years ago we introduced our respiratory function grading scheme very complicated sounding scheme but it's a it's a test a very simple test that dogs that uh, owners of pug's bulldogs and french bulldogs actually undergo, it's a breathing test, you can actually measure, a a specialist vet would be able to measure how well your dog can breathe. Now that's good for dog owners because dog owners need to know if their dogs do have challenges, but it's, of course it's particularly good for breeders because breeders can have this test done um, and then they can make choices about what they're going to, which dogs they're going to breed from. What we're trying to do, we recognise there are some out there that have breathing problems, and we really don't want those dogs to be bred from and passed that on to their puppies. We want people to select the good dogs and there are lots of good dogs that all french bulldogs and bulldogs and pugs that can run around have completely normal lives have no problems with their breathing at all and they're the ones we want people to breed from so they produce healthy puppies and we want those bright breeds to continue because they are massively popular New dog at Crufts
0: this year. I've been to see one already. Fantastic breed, the Bavarian mountain hound. Um, the owners are excited, and I've got a sense that the dogs are excited about being here. So there's
1: uh, six of them entered in, in class this year. That's great news, isn't it? Is. It is we love to see new breeds here, and of course that they take a lot of interest because people haven't seen them before. But I can sort of try and describe it. Not always an easy thing to do <laughs> on radio, of course, but they're I suppose like a bit like a beagle, a longer, they're longer than they are high. They're a sort of russet brown colour, lovely rich colour probably unique I don't think I've seen many dogs of of quite of that colour uh, they do bark a bit and the reason for that is they're actually trained to, to, to effectively um, chase down wounded animals and then alert people to where the wounded animal are so that they can actually be dealt with. So they have a particular job to do and of course they do make great pets but they, people need to be aware of some of these characteristics. And it's not like all dogs. Dogs are usually bred for a purpose. They have certain characteristics and it's important that you know that those char- what those characteristics are so you can choose a dog that fits into your lifestyle.
0: I can vouch for the vote nature of that dog. I spoke to one of the owners, Mina Borsak, first thing this morning and her dog Smudge was constant, constant barking almost wanting to take part in the interview
1: They do, and I suppose it's fair to say, if you live in a flat in London (laughs) probably not the best type of dog to have. That's
0: why you need to come and see the people at Discover Dogs at the Kennel Club to get advice on that sort of thing, Bill, isn't it? Now um, just before we came to Crufts the world of dog ownership was shocked about vulnerable breeds to learn that Lassie the collie is on the vulnerable breed register.
1: Yeah, well it's, it's not quite on the register yet, but we, the, the rate of decline in the breed has really concerned us because it's about 50%, it's about 50% less of them now than there was 10 years ago. So the, the rate of decline is worrying. So we, we identify vulnerable breeds. When our breed registrations dip below 300, they become what we call a, a vulnerable native breed. And we're really worried that some of these breeds may disappear and uh, out of sight and it's often simply because we don't see these dogs very often and it's almost like a vicious circle people don't see them they forget about them and when they go to choose a dog they may be influenced by other things such as social media they see their favourite social media personality with a a breed of dog they say oh I want one of those forgetting that there may be one of the other 222 breeds that actually really suits their lifestyle. Now it's interesting, some of these dogs, a lot of our old British terriers, my own breed, miniature bull terriers, they're bred in very small numbers. They do make great pets, so it's really up to people to do a bit of research and find out what breed suits them. And I think if they, people do that, then some of those vulnerable breeds that we're only getting sort of 100 or so registered a year, could actually grow in popularity. And we do see that. Now the Corgi, the Queen's Corgi, uh, that was one of our vulnerable breed list. and when we had the queen's jubilee we suddenly saw much more interest in that breed so we now have the collie that's heading that way and of course it's a little bit of a generational thing because the collies we, we had the lassie films in the 40s 50s and 60s we had even had a tv series so everybody knew what a rough collie was but, you know, if you ask the listeners today, when's the last time they saw a rough collie? Probably haven't seen one for a while. And, of course, young children may not be as familiar with lassie as people of my generation are. <laughs> so it is, it's is—it's really raising awareness, reminding people yeah. what these breeds
0: are all about. I wonder, Bill, with television series over, over the past, say, 30 or 40 years, we used to have big dogs. Lassies are, you know, the, the collies are quite a large dog. And then you just sort of remember some of the television series that came up. The dogs got smaller and smaller... As people started to live in flats and, and in you know, elevated uh, housing and stuff. And I wonder if that reflected that and, and that affected the popularity of some breeds.
1: There's no doubt about that. We are seeing a shift towards smaller dogs. But it's interesting you mentioned the collie because, yes, at first sight, you might think the rough collie is quite a big dog. But actually, a lot of it is its coat. Underneath it, the skeleton of the dog isn't that large. So, providing you are prepared to do a little bit of grooming, it's only probably ten minutes a day—not as much as you might think. Uh, actually, they can make—they're not—they're not a huge dog, and they're a particularly loyal dog. They actually—they—they like, they will go for long walks if you want to do that. But they're just as happy curled up next to you on the settee. They just—they're just, they're a dog that wants to be with you. They're very, very loyal. And we know that from the Lassie films—how loyal Lassie was, how clever Lassie Absolutely. was. Uh, but they—they they really are. And they're a dog that very good companion dog. They want to spend time with you. So it's a breed that people really should look at.
0: Ten minutes a day—that's longer than I spend getting myself ready. Um, lots to see here, Bill. As you said, I think it's twenty-five acres—the
1: size. It, of it the is show. twenty-five acres. I always say to people, make sure you wear a comfy pair of shoes <laughs> if you want to get around the show. I, I always, you know, I, I'm obviously here for four days. Uh, I think lots of people come for two days because they spend—they want to see their favourite breed and watch all the judging, uh, and that will take out the best part of the day. But they want to spend a another day because there is so much to see and do here at Crafts every year, and and it's and more and more people are enjoying it, and, and we're expecting a bumper show this year. There's
0: lots of hands-on stuff as well, isn't there, Bill? You can go and talk to the owners and the, and the breeders and pat the dogs, and and they love it as well. But it, it's a very it's a very personable uh, sort of show. But I love the excitement of flyball and agility and the obedience and things like that. It's just it's a
1: brilliant side, you of know, it not it? The, those activities are really emotional. I I actually get always I see it year after year. But like the, the excitement, and you see that bond between the dogs and the owners. Dogs competing with their owners for their owners. They're giving so much, and it is a really emotional experience. But you're right, it, it is. I think that's what Crufts is all about. We say it's an educational event these days, rather than just a dog show. That it is really explaining what that bond is. That's long-term dog owners sometimes forget what it was like to have that first dog in our family. They really are life-changing. We see that with our French with our um, Hero Dogs competition, where where dogs we've picked out some individual cases and people can vote for them online, so they can actually choose their favourite one. Great backstories to these dogs that really have changed people's lives and made a difference. To those their owners' lives. Yeah, the Hero Dog Award on uh,
0: Sunday, of course, which uh, is going to be, uh, it's always a tear jerker, that one, isn't it? But we're looking forward to that. Um, just finally, Bill, we mentioned that there's lots of uh, trade stands here and it's always good advice to uh, to bring a, a full purse, wallet, or a, or a credit card. I was just looking out the window as you were chatting to me there, people going past with trolleys full of bedding and treats and, and coats for dogs and things like that. Now, I know you can't resist every year when you
1: come here. What have you got your eye on this Year. well do you know what i haven't had a good chance to look around and I, I don't i try not to buy something too early on and spend all my money i mean i spent I, last year i bought um a, a diamante collar for one of my bull terriers she looks grand in it my, my peggy has this pink collar with lovely st- big stones in it it did cost me rather a lot of money so i, I went too early I last year
0: <laughs> save it save your money bill and, and, and choose something but the thing i think is it once what do you buy the dog that's got everything
1: I, uh, dogs never have too much, let me tell you. There's always a new treat, something special for your dogs. I love some of the dog beds. You see some of the, these fantastic dog beds that look so comfy. And I look go past and think, you know, I look, one of my dogs would look great in that.
0: Bill, great to catch up with you. Crofts is on at the NEC until Sunday. It doesn't matter what the weather is outside, it's always going to be warm and sunny inside. For now, Bill Lambert, many thanks. You're welcome.